What is up, y'all? It's your girl, Miranda Savage, Mer, Miranda, whatever you want to call me. Uh, but here we are with episode two of my podcast. I know episode one was really short, uh, but I wanted to, you know, kind of explain what this podcast is going to be about. That, that first podcast was just something I had written and I felt very strongly about and uh, I wanted to share it with you guys and that's what this is going to be really all about but this podcast is my story at least a little bit of it to give you the gist of you know why do I even have a podcast like who the hell are you like what what's going on here so um, this is my story you know why do I have a podcast well good question Uh, I'm not particularly anyone of importance I haven't accomplished much in my 25 years of living yet (laughs) but what I am is a light a sower if you will if you've ever heard of the so uh the saying you know you reap what you sow so I'm a sower so I learned that you can't help everyone change but what you say and what you do can be a light for those who have been living in the dark you can sow a seed that grows into a beautiful garden I bring light and I plant seeds The world is full of negativity, mediocrity, scarcity, and I don't want to contribute to any of that. I want my podcast pages to be a beacon of light, truth, and authenticity in a world that is so focused on things that aren't moving it forward. So I started this journey because I was genuinely just tired of being alive. I hated myself more than anyone could have ever hated me. I was horrible and mean to myself, and because of that low self-worth, I allowed others to do the same. So my friends, family, outsiders, I let them get to me. I let them create the image of who I was. I genuinely thought that if other people thought, you know, I was this way, then it must be true. Uh, I fell for people who were emotionally unavailable and abusive and manipulative. I let everyone get away with everything because I was so desperate for love. I just genuinely felt unloved and I didn't think that I was a lovable person. Um, So I always had this feeling that I was alone and that no one would ever understand me or love me the way I really wanted to be loved. I used to look in the mirror and cry because I believed I was too ugly and too fat and had too much acne and that no one would ever love me. I used to drown out my feelings with drugs, alcohol, parties, other people's problems, sex, you name it, like food, whatever it was that I could use to buffer and not really feel my feelings and deal with my problems, I I was using it. And I was always trying to help someone else, but I was rarely trying to help myself. I wanted to, but I just didn't know how. I had a really deep-rooted belief that you are who you are and you can't change it. I believed that I would be everything that I didn't want to be simply because it was all I knew. And my first journey stopped when I, or started when I start, stopped using drugs and alcohol and parties and started becoming more self-aware. Uh, My former boss sat me down one night and explained to me that my life was the way it was because of me and I was so caught up in my own drama that I couldn't ever take responsibility for my life. About a month after that conversation, I got arrested for the final time for underage drinking. I had also reconnected with my now husband, Jamie, and I felt embarrassed to be the woman that he was in love with. I fell in love and I decided that it was time to make a change for my future because clearly this man does love me and this is all I've ever wanted was love and I'm not going to do anything to mess it up. So 
so within the month uh, that that happened that I got arrested, I had moved out of the toxic environment that I was in. Um, I was, I found a place of my own. I rented a room and it was, you know, a room rented, but it was my room and it was paid for with my money. And I was actually totally self-sufficient for the first time in my life. Uh, I decided I wouldn't drink again until I turned 21 and no alcohol or drugs with the exception of cannabis. Uh, cannabis was something that actually helped me really look at things from, you know, different perspective. It allowed me to explore the person in the mirror that much deeper. It just allowed me to really open my mind and, you know, grow that much more. So after about six months of being on my own and four of those six being with in a relationship with a deployed military man, I had cleaned up my act. I was organized for the first time in my life. I was being treated for my ADD, ADHD, and I was finally like living my life without fear. So when Jamie got back from his deployment, we decided to get married. About a month after that, I was leaving my small town life in northern New Hampshire for city life in San Diego, California. Talk about culture shock. (laughs) I was excited to go. Eager is probably a better word. Uh, I spent every day of my young teen life talking about, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to leave this town. Uh, If you know anybody that knew me, that they definitely thought I would be voted most likely to leave town. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't, but uh, a lot of people came up to me after and like, I thought that you were going to win that in the yearbook. So, Um, but anyway. It was exciting and scary at the same time, you know, moving in with someone I had spent very little time with, you know, was really challenging. We had known each other since we were eight and nine years old, but, you know, living together is a whole other can of worms. So um, I quickly started to slip into depression, whether it was the birth control, the fighting, or the fact that I just uprooted my entire life. Uh, I just definitely felt my soul being crushed. I didn't have any friends by me. I was just there with my new husband trying to figure out how to do all these adult things. Uh, So after being in San Diego for about three months, Jamie got orders to go to Florida. So we made our plans and headed across the states to start our new life there. And again, it was hard. You know, Jamie went on another deployment. I had no friends, no confidence, and no idea what I was going to do with my life. Uh, I made a pretty quick decision to start school to become an esthetician or skincare specialist, it's also called. Uh, and one year later, I graduated with high honors with the promise of a new job at a brand new med spa. And it was the job that everyone at my school wanted. It was new. It was exciting. I was promised a great compensation plan. Uh, the people I worked for and with loved me because I was willing to do everything and anything. I loved working hard. Uh, but after a while, the glitter wore off. I was still doing everything and anything to keep the place running and promises weren't being followed through on. I started to get really down on myself and I was hyper focusing on the negative. I was getting, I wasn't getting the bonuses that were promised. People who were doing less were getting paid more. I wasn't doing the treatments that I wanted. I was doing tedious things and working with schedules and picking up after other people. I just really genuinely felt like a slave. Like I just wasn't happy with what I was doing. Uh, So looking back, it definitely could have been a lot worse. It was an amazing opportunity that taught me, like, it taught me so much uh, about business, about leadership, and ended up really helping me when the time was right. Uh, So I ended up quitting that job after a year and took a job as a patient consultant at a medical marijuana dispensary, something I had always wanted to do. 
I loved it. And for six months, I worked my ass off. I came early, left late, took notes, and was promoted to manager. Uh, after that, everything kind of changed. My entire job that was based around helping people and talking to them about something that I absolutely loved and went to sitting on a phone and a computer working on spreadsheets, and I hated it. So I started slack, become more negative, depressed, and just not the hard worker I was used to being. I was really confused about where I wanted to go in life. Did I want to climb the corporate cannabis ladder? Did I want to create my own? Was that even possible with the regulations that were set up in my state? Like you, in Florida, you need $60,000 just to get a license to grow, and then you have to create your whole grow operation. It's a lot of work uh, if you want to get in the cannabis industry and a lot of money, uh, which I didn't readily have at, you know, 22 years old. So I quickly got very discouraged, and I really convinced myself that there wasn't a ton of room for growth working for the company that I was working for, and that another company would treat me better. So I found another company doing the same job, and it was more of the same bullshit that I was tired of from the previous job. So I left after two months of sitting in a room doing absolutely nothing, and I'm not joking, I literally sat there in a room and did nothing. They had me do little odd jobs here and there, but um, I, it was definitely a waste of their money for me to be there. <laughs> and they said that I had to answer the phones, uh, but the phone literally never rang. So I just sat there and it was cool like to get paid to do nothing, but it was really just soul crushing for me. So at the time, uh, my husband had just started his new job as a commission only B2B salesman. So he worked at an AC company before that and doing maintenance and selling parts. So every month he was crushing his sales goals. He was literally number one uh, by number of sales, the amount he was selling out of a group of 20 or more, give or take. And so when he told me he was finally going to take the sales job, I was really excited for him because I had been pushing him like you need to do something with sales, like you're really good at it clearly like you have an ability like use it so we had both been in a rut mentally for a while and we talked about you know the leap the leap the leap of faith when you jump and you don't know if the net will appear but you work like hell and hope it does and he like kept talking about like when that was going to happen and then this job came about and you know he put in his two weeks and they ended up firing him so he just like went you know balls to the wall and just started doing it and he was truly a natural um so i quit my job shortly after because i thought i would find another job because uh, I couldn't sit there and do nothing anymore. And after about a month of searching, I was becoming more anxious and depressed. I wasn't doing anything. The jobs I was looking at were simply not for me. And I just couldn't go back to work another soul-crushing job. It was just too much for the mental state that I was in. So one day, Jamie asked for my help, and I refused. I you know, had this mentality, it's your job, not mine. I didn't want to be bothered. And him being the salesman that he is, sold it to me and asked me to work with him. You know, it was something that we could build together. And, you know, he pretty much explained to me, like, why, why wouldn't you want to do this? Because this job, um, the way his compensation plan was set up, is really going to set us up for, you know, financial freedom. And it's going to give us the financial freedom to, get even more financial freedom and like truly live the life that we really want. And so I was like, okay. So he was struggling, you know, with the organization slash 
office side of things. And that was something that I was actually good at because that was a lot of what I was doing, you know, at the, my dream job, my (laughs) quotations, my dream job that, uh, you know, I learned a lot at. So I agreed. And nearly every day after that conversation, I worked with him and it was definitely a rocky start. Uh, We were 24 and 23 trying to figure out this very difficult job and we butted heads a lot because we were still struggling to communicate. And it would affect Jamie to the point where he like couldn't do his job. And you know, if you're in commission only sales, if you're not selling, you're not making any money. So, you know, it, it was something that had to be nipped in the bud. So I really started to hate on myself, you know, the more like he would get, you know, the more he couldn't work because, you know, we were arguing or something, you know, I would take it upon myself to, you know, blame myself and hate myself and that I, I was never, I couldn't change and I couldn't help and I really still hated myself so much and I broke down to him one day and I told him, I don't want to live anymore, I can't do this, I can't be, you know, the wife that you want and I'm sure that definitely was not easy for him but it was a full-blown war in my head with who I wanted to be and where I was. And, you know, he, you know, he reassured me and just reminded me that I really can do anything. I just need to work on myself and I need to change and I need to let go of the past. And he wiped my tears and assured me I wasn't alone and that we would do this together. And ever since that day, we have. I started journaling more. I started listening to more podcasts. I listened to so many self-help books. I started, you know, walking around the block and, you know, if you've seen any of my posts or, you know, seen me quote Jim Rohn, you know, that's, that's where it starts is, you know, just with one discipline. And I, I really started there. So I stopped calling myself a dumb bitch. Every time I messed up, I slowly started to become the person I wanted to be. I started to see glimpses of the woman I wanted to become. And I really started to believe that it was possible for me. And that was really bewildering and exciting to me because I had never truly felt that way in my life. I had never looked to the future. I had never seen myself in such a bright light before. And I've never really looked to the future like that before. Uh, I was always like kind of living in this moment and like kind of going with the flow. Um, So I didn't really, I never looked to the future because it was just like almost too painful for me. It was like scary to think about. Uh, But once I started to discover my purpose and how powerful I actually was, I just started to realize how far I could go if I was actually willing to get uncomfortable, if I was willing to look at myself and say, this is where I'm lacking, this is what I need to do to step up. And definitely I had setbacks, no doubt. You know, I thought my friends and family would have this overwhelming support and be so proud of me. But just let me tell you, they didn't. (laughs) And it really broke my heart. And it's not that they didn't support me at all. Uh, it's just, I had to have this realization that not everyone had a heart like mine. Not everyone understood what I was doing and not everyone thought what I was doing was possible. So it's kind of hard to be supportive of something that you don't understand. So I had to have the mindset, whether they support me the way I want them to or not, I have to press on and lead by example. So I had spent so much of my life, you know, giving my love away to people who probably didn't deserve it when I should have been giving it to myself. And that's why this podcast is called 
self-love savage. In reality, I <laughs> I used to be a pussy. I used to let people walk all over me, a pushover, whatever you want to call it. Like, But I that's how I, I identify with it. I used to be a pussy. I used to let people walk all over me. I used to let them take advantage of my kindness. And my kindness truly was my weakness, but definitely not anymore. And in times where I used to shut down and shut up, now I speak up and I speak my mind. I don't let people bullshit me or themselves. And some call it savage. I just call it the truth. Uh, But being honest with yourself is hard. Being honest with others is so much harder (laughs) because people love to defend their bullshit. And we all think that we're right. Our ego gets in the way of everything. And uh, But what I've realized and what I've learned is that People who call you on your bullshit and who are honest with you and not necessarily criticizing you, but like saying, hey, you need to look at yourself. Those people love you more than the people who dance around hurting your feelings and, you know, want to, you know, make you feel good always. Um, I'm sorry, but that's just not, that's not how it is. And uh, if people are being like that to you, those people are holding you back. People who are really honest with you and like truly deeply honest with you, uh, love you so much more because it takes serious courage to be honest with someone about their self-sabotage, their victim mentality, their constant need for venting, which is just a pretty word for complaining, um, or even telling them that they're the problem. And when I realized my purpose, which is to help people and realize that they are more capable than they've ever realized, I also understood that meant being in uncomfortable conversations. I had to be a savage. I had to have no fear. Have you ever seen Macho Man Randy Savage? Uh, Do you think he gave a shit what people thought? No. And that's the energy I'm trying to bring to this world and I want for all of you. And I want you to show up as you unapologetically I want you to go after the things that scare you I want you to do scary things I want you to risk it all for the chance of changing your life for the better and I want you to stop making excuses and love yourself enough to do hard things and I want you to let go of negative people and thoughts that hold you back and I mean this when I say this if I can do this you can too And it starts with the smallest of disciplines, whether it's picking up a book and reading one page, whether it's going for a a 10 minute walk or a five minute walk or, you know, starting to eat an apple a day and being healthier overall. Like that's, it all starts with these little things. And this is what I want to share with you guys is that It's not this big, you know, grandiose, you know, leap that you have to take. It's just these small steps. And once you start taking these small steps, they lead to bigger steps. And it's really about the power of one and just taking it one day at a time, one thing at a time, one discipline at a time, and just being your absolute self and just showing up as your best, being your best self. That's what this is all about. And part of that is loving yourself and having so much self-love that you don't let people disrespect you. You don't let people push you around. You don't let people tell you that you can't or make, if they do tell you that you can't, you don't make it mean that you can't. And so I want to share with you a lot of the things that I've learned. I want to empower you and put new thoughts in your head. I want to sow those seeds in your head so you can grow your own beautiful uh, garden in your mind I want in, in your life and it's totally possible for you and I'm from you know a very small town in northern New Hampshire and I live in one of the biggest cities in America now and I 
I've definitely, I've changed my life. I've radically changed my life by doing the things that I've done. And I moved here with the same small town, northern mindset, and I kept it here. And it wasn't until I started to do the personal development things that I was able to actually fully leave my small town mindset. And yes, I left the small town, but the small town didn't leave me until I started to work on myself. So that's what this podcast is all about. I really hope you guys, you know, enjoy it. And I look forward to sharing this with you. Uh, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you like this podcast or if you leave me a review and let me know what you want to hear or comment on any of my social medias. You can find me on uh, all social media at Mirandy Savage underscore. And uh, I look forward to engaging with everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.